This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're pleased to welcome, at his offer, T.J. Reeves, the Buccaneers' sideline reporter on their radio network, along with Gene Deckerhoff, who you heard on that Chris Godwin touchdown. T.J., I can only imagine physically how you feel trying to get back uh, onto American soil, but... What's football like in Germany? It's wild, and it's wild to be with you in the middle of the night. We are after Typical. hours, and this, <laughs> and we are on scene for Amy Lawrence just a little while after the Buccaneer plane has touched down back in Tampa <laughs> on a nine-hour and 40-minute flight from Munich. In fact, as we're talking right now, the Seahawks are still flying, obviously. Oh. A little longer for them to get to the Pacific Northwest, yes. so... Uh, It has been some kind of day. That was some scene as you were relaying. Germany was an amazing host, the first ever regular season game, and the NFL knew this. They knew there is a large enough contingent of American football fans that are there, uh, whether it's Germans, whether it's Americans that are there working, or whether it's the fans, like you said, that made their way over. I would... I would conservatively say there were easily 20,000 American football fans. Wow. Probably about a 60-40 split would be my guess were Seahawks fans. They got very loud in the fourth quarter. But it, it was, I mean, four hours before the game, Amy, there had to be 50,000 people already outside ready to get in and jam in that place. When they opened the doors two hours before the game, you're looking around and the place is mostly full. Everybody was ready to soak in the ambiance. It was to answer your question. It was wild, and it was it was festive, and it ended up being a really a really good finish to that game. Mm. TJ, you had a chance to talk to Roger Goodell, who was there in Germany. <laughs> That's really cool. I don't know if it's the first time you had a one on one with him, but what did he have to say about history in Munich? Well, it's a it's a good question, and I did have the opportunity 13 years ago. He and I talked in London for Buccaneers Patriots with Amy Tom Brady on the other sideline playing for the <laughs> Patriots against the Bucks, and the, and he and I share a bond. You know, I have so much in common with Roger Goodell, uh, father of twins, and Aww. his twin daughters are now 21. He told me, and I looked at him and said, "Mine are 14. What am I in for?" He put his arm around me and said, "Good luck." <laughs> There's the answer from the commissioner on that. Uh, And as he said, they have wanted to do this really for several years now. And really it's probably been about 20 years in the making on how do we make a regular season game happen in Germany. We've, We've been able to do this in England. We've been able to do this in Mexico, played one in Canada. Uh, they played preseason games in Germany in the early 1990s. They played several of them. 
But in that case, the, the American game had not grown enough to where it was a big deal uh, everywhere. Uh, so now, in this case, it was a very much a big deal. And so he, he has said, and he said on the record on our interview, I'm sure he said it to Seattle radio and, and national radio and everywhere else that he talked on Sunday, they are going to play multiple games, probably one a season for the next few years. Wow. And there are other teams like the Patriots and I believe the Packers that have gotten territorial rights to come play a home game should they desire in Germany. So the NFL will be back. And if, if Sunday was any indication, I know it's the first. So when it's the first game, everybody's uh, obviously going to want to go be part of the novelty of the first game. But if, it, if it's anything like what it was Sunday, uh, it's going to be it's going to build uh, in in Germany for sure. They're going to move it around, not just he said that, uh. not just in Munich, but Frankfurt, where they formerly had an NFL Europe team, Berlin, uh, the capital. They'll move the game around probably, but it was festive for sure on game one Sunday. Wow, that's so cool, TJ. Thank you for the intel and for the insight, and that's awesome that you had a conversation with the commissioner (laughs) one-on-one. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, and TJ Reeves just got off the plane from Germany. So the Buccaneers landed early. He offered to join us for a couple of minutes before he falls asleep, so we appreciate that. Okay, a couple of (laughs) practice. I used the word collapse. (laughs) You cleaned it up and said fall asleep. I said collapse. Continue on. Please don't do that you're doing well so far uh i have to ask you a couple of practical questions looking back at that drive against the rams in the final minute in which kate otten caught the touchdown and it was like the bucks had won the super bowl on the sidelines the way that they were celebrating the joy the relief the euphoria how did you see the sideline and i know you're in germany so it's different but how did you see the sideline respond in this game coming off that win I think it's a great point, and to take you back to now uh, Sunday night a week ago, eight days ago now as we're doing this, I was right there on the two-yard line when Kate Otten broke free, my side coming right at me, and you talk about a flip around, a 180 of you're about to go into a losing locker room, six losses in seven games Mm. for Tom Brady. Are you kidding me? But he showed – why he's the greatest of all time in the clutch. He's done it more than anybody. All right, so you pull that game out, and to answer your question, yes, it did carry over. The Bucks were ready. They were on point. Uh, they were moving the ball uh, on their opening drive and did not end up getting points. Got a penalty and, and missed a long field goal. But the defense on point right away, the emotion, the focus on the sideline, it was all there. And and it was particularly there in the second quarter where you went on two long 80-yard drives, an 88-yard touchdown drive and another 80-plus-yard touchdown drive to just demonstrate they were locked in in the first half. A team that has had trouble scoring touchdowns and putting points on the board was taking it to Seattle. I think there absolutely was a carryover effect. Why did the offensive line play so much better in Germany? Don't tell me it was the beer because they were humongous. (laughs) Well, the beer was flowing. I can tell you from Saturday night – uh, I don't know that there was any beer left in the Hofbra House. That's what it's called in Munich where the Buccaneer pep rally was uh, <laughs> because there were probably a thousand literally Buccaneer fans inside and outside trying to get in. Wow. They were drinking it all. Nonetheless, back to the <laughs> offensive line, they were physical, and that was a bit surprising that they manhandled. I'll use that word, Seattle, for a lot of that game up front. I mean, the Buccaneers haven't had a 100-yard rusher since week one Fournette against the Cowboys. And Rashad White just kept getting better as the game went on at hitting holes that were there. And they kept pushing Seattle around and going on those long drives. Uh, it was impressive. They, they found something on the interior of the offensive line 
as well uh, against Seattle and opened up some holes through the middle that White hit, Leonard Fournette in the first half hit, and I'm sure you're going to ask me about Lenny, the quarterback, trying to throw <laughs> the ball to Tom Brady in a second, but it, it, uh, it, it was obvious that they, they wanted to set the tone. Donovan Smith said to me after the game, the big left tackle, the Pro Bowl left tackle, we knew that this playing surface was a little slick because it's night, it's cooler, and we wanted to get them back on their heels uh, blocking them and pounding them with the run game on that slick playing field. I thought that was an interesting point, and the Bucks did that throughout the game, running the ball. TJ Reeves is back on U.S. soil after that game in Germany, part of the Buccaneers radio network. I can only imagine the, the cool factor of doing sidelines in Munich, <laughs> Germany. White with 105 yards. You, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are able to amass 161 yards rushing. But, yes, let's talk about Leonard Fournette, the quarterback. Uh, and, actually, I want you to hear what Tom Brady had to say. So let me just set it up for people who didn't yep. see it. Uh, Leonard Fournette takes a snap, so it's a direct snap to him. He tries to fire a pass to the sidelines where Brady is streaking upfield, but Brady slips and falls on his rear, and the ball is an easy interception for Tariq Wooden. So, of course, Brady was asked about this not-so-highlight-reel play after the game. I wasn't very close today. Unfortunately, that corner is a former college receiver who jumps a lot higher than me and is much more athletic. I was hoping to be wide open, and I probably was on the first one, and uh, I think they were pretty clued on the second one. They said, cover him, cover him, and I was on the sideline, and I tried to yell, let me know, but <laughs> it was too late, and uh, the ball went up in the air, and I was trying to just, whatever, jump up and knock it down, but I ended up falling on my face. And then tripping Wooden as well. He gets the penalty because he trips Wooden. So why? Why did they try to get so cute there? Well, so they, they have been criticized, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, for not being creative enough. Oh. So now you get creative <laughs> and you do something. And what's interesting is what he said in the clip, which is on the first time they ran that Wildcat play near midfield about three or four plays earlier, Brady was lined up wide to the left, and he went down the field. A lot of times the quarterback will just stand there. And so, as he said, I thought he was going to throw it to me the first time, which means it was on as, as Leonard Fournette's option to throw him the ball. If, yes. if, it's not, if the running lane's not there, turn and throw it. The biggest sin is he's got to be wide open. Let's be kind. Brady is <laughs> phenomenal. But he is not going to run by anybody at 45, as he said, not out jump people. And he was not wide open. I'm standing right there parallel to the line of scrimmage, and I saw Fournette turn and look, and I saw the DB. And I think uh, Lenny got excited that I could maybe throw it past him, but he's not a quarterback. He's not QB Lenny. <laughs> no. He couldn't quite get it there. You can laugh about it now, but that, that play oh. kind of turned momentum to the Seahawks. It did. It definitely did because Seattle was able to move the ball to the nine at that point. And if not for Devin White, who had uh, who was able to strip the ball away and Geno fumbled, yep. it was recovered by Tampa Bay. So that kind of prevented uh, the, the, you know, the damage being compounded. Speaking of Devin White, uh, how is he doing? Well, it's been an emotional time for him. The death of his father, who had been ill uh, recently, um, you know, weighed on him. They came to Germany. He's been under criticism, on the, under a lot of scrutiny, not only nationally, but locally on his play, on how he's played. And now you have death, which is more important than that, right. uh, compounding it. So he, he was everywhere on Sunday. He, he looked was. like the Pro Bowl Devin White that the Buccaneers drafted in the top five back four years ago and was making plays, two sacks, 
had a great sack in the second half where he kind of delayed his pass rush and hid from Kenneth Walker, who was the blocking back, and looped around and clobbered Geno Smith. So uh, Devin White was tremendous. The Buccaneers, uh, again, played an almost clean game for the most part. The Brady interception, the, the Fournette interception, the Brady interception late, so you had a couple of turnovers. But for the most part, they didn't have penalties. Mm-hmm. They didn't have blown assignments for the most part on defense. So this team uh, found something in Germany. We now have a bye week, Amy, but you almost were wondering, hey, if you could if you could lobby the NFL to play again next week, they seem to have found something <laughs> in the final drive against the Rams and going out to Germany and playing against a good Seattle team and really outplaying them for most of the game. Yeah, you wouldn't know they're a five and five team. And and just before I let you go, because you've been so kind and generous with your time, uh, there was a moment that I noted, um, and and I actually wrote it down because I want to make sure I didn't forget it. Uh, it was late in that drive where they were trying to run out the clock, and they had uh, four big chunk plays. They picked up four first downs and they're able to keep the ball away from Seattle and not give it back up by five. And after one particular conversion, uh, Tom Brady, it was probably the last one where they could kneel it down then, Tom Brady grabs Mike Evans by the helmet and he mm-hmm. he bashes, I mean, not bashes, but he like smacked him in the helmet multiple times with his own helmet, like three times, like that was a pinball. And the two of them have these gigantic smiles on their faces. And again, you see the celebration on the sidelines like they've won the Super Bowl. I can only imagine there's relief there, but also, like, yes, this is what we know we're capable of. This is who we are. Yeah, you're on fire right now. You're absolutely right. Because I was standing right there watching that. And you got to appreciate, too, that atmosphere was jacked. That was like a postseason atmosphere. Right. And everybody stayed. And it's still a close game. And the crowd is into it. And you win in that moment. And that's, that's the celebration you get when you win a bit. I mean, this is a big win for the Buccaneers, period, against a Seattle team that's leading the West going into the game at 6-3, and three, and you go and you outplay them and win that game to get your season back to 5-5, five and five. you understand the celebration. You understand that you've now turned your season around with the comeback win against the Rams and followed it up uh, with this victory. So, yes, that was, that was a great moment. That sideline, that locker room, they understood how important it was to finish this game and to get back to 5-5. Five and five. And the Buccaneers have done that, and we've made it back home safely, young lady, which we love. That's another victory. You don't sound like you have jet lag. I'm really impressed with you, (laughs) TJ. Not yet. I'm still hanging in there for you. It'll catch up with you. We're going to let you go here because that was amazing. This is not something that we expected, so what a treat to have you. You can find TJ Reeves on Twitter at Buck sideline guy and he's fresh off that trip to Germany historic and also took a selfie with Roger Goodell so you know there's that too Uh, I don't know if you called a bunch of other radio outlets and we just happened to be the only people that answered but thank you TJ this was awesome (laughs) so you know there was one message sent to one person and her producer and that's the person I'm talking to because I always Whenever I get an opportunity, I always come through after hours. And this is some serious after hours to have come from Germany to be (laughs) on the show. Glad to be with you. Very impressed. TJ, get some sleep, and we will talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Go Bucks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 